0: Hello, 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 soul friends, and welcome to this episode of Shine Your Soul Light podcast, where we are sharing the voices of visionaries who are leading in the golden age. My name is Mary Gooden. I will be your host. Truly, my mission is to support others in aligning and defining their ever-evolving mission. I do so with courage and authenticity as the heart of humanity. I ask that we all just take a moment of stillness, in silence, to close the eyes and open the heart. May we anchor in love, compassion, and grace, and may we receive wisdom, guidance, and inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joining me today on this fabulous episode is Marie Cooney. She is an empowerment coach, international best-selling author, uh, curator of Intuitive Healing Circles, and holds a master's degree in educational psychology. Her mission is to bring more love and healing into this world. Marie founded Goddess of Light Retreats. It's offering a premium experience to soulfully heal and elevate women's lives to align with their dreams and higher consciousness and She also guides healers and entrepreneurs through the process of creating their own radiant retreats and travels. Marie, thank you so much for showing up in my life and for saying yes to sharing uh, your soul journey a little bit with us today. Uh, Would you share with our audience where you are joining us from and in your own words, what it's like to, to really step into life on
1: purpose and shine? Thank you so much, Mary, for having me, and it's such an honor to be here, and you just always show up just so radiant and glowing, and so I'm so happy to be here with you, and I am coming to you from uh, planet Earth in the United States, (laughs) and I am located just north of Chicago in a small city called Kenosha, Wisconsin. So that is where I'm physically located. And I love, though, exploring all different corners of, um, of the world. And so um, really just what it means to shine your light is uh, something just that I teach so passionately because I've seen this needed, especially with women, is to be self-compassionate And to really allow ourselves to fully, completely, deeply love, firstly, ourselves, Um, to have that grace, that compassion for all that we've gone through, all that we are going through, all that we will (laughs) be throughout this journey, and knowing that although we are in a state of raising our consciousness, raising our vibration, really elevating and, you know, it is my goal and my belief that, you know, as much as challenges go on in the world that we are collectively elevating to a higher consciousness. And there's a lot of uh, murkiness and stickiness that can happen along the way. And this is reflected on the outside, but it's also reflected on the inside. And so in order to shine our lights, we have to be so gentle and loving with ourselves first and allow ourselves to, um, be okay with making mistakes. So it's not always having the right answer to not always being able to say yes to everybody and everything. And just, again, All of our so-called flaws, all of our so-called limitations, like really embracing those even and just offering ourselves unconditional acceptance. And when we can do that for ourselves, then I truly believe we can do it for everybody and anybody. And so then we are able to not only shine our light in which really creates this beautiful, abundant life that we desire, but we're also able to reflect and be a mirror of that for others as well. And then they can see, wait, I see a light within you that reflects in me. And it's like this light that bounces in between one another. Uh, just even as I'm in communication with you, Mary, how uh, you know, there's, there's things that, you had said to me even before we started the show and I just felt this light open up within me because you are open to the light. And so when we're able to do that for ourselves, then, wow, just what a beautiful gift for us and for everyone who is in, you know, our, um, you know, our, our worlds essentially.
0: Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And, and the audience won't see this because this is an audible podcast, but even as you speak, you're the light, the sunlight is moving in towards you. Now it's going across your body (laughs) (laughs) and it's in full confirmation (laughs) um, of this light. And I love the way Marie that you speak of this light, because it's so true. It's, it really is my number one, I have three non-negotiables and it's number one, like daily connection, daily commitment to self, daily love of self, daily trust of self. It's because when I'm there, I can genuinely, we're talking about sincerely offer and hold that space for another human being. And just a quick circle around, thank you uh, for reminding us to get in our body when you said I'm here on earth, because it is, I'm glad you said that because it is like, okay, everybody's like, yes, we are on earth, we are in bodies here. We are in our body, Um, which is also another part of getting to the deepest place, I would would say of self-love and self-compassion is you have to be in your body. Would you share Marie a little bit more to leaning into your experiences? I know you have a, a wealth of wisdom in holistic mind, body and soul healing uh, trainings, facilitations, modalities. I'd love to hear more about that part of your life.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So, um, well, <laughs> let's see how far back we go. Um, I mean, Truly, there was even when I was just a few years old. Actually, let me let me share this. This is really, um, really key to part of my heart. And, um, when I was two and a half years old, (laughs) okay, when I was two and a half years old, my mom was pregnant. And at that time, it they probably you know, if they had a lot of money, could have went to a doctor to find out the gender of this baby, to find out the sex of this baby. Um, But that just wasn't common at this time. And so I said, mom, what, like, is this baby a boy or a girl? And she said, Marie, I don't know. We're going to have to wait to see until, you know, the baby is born. And that did not satisfy me. (laughs) I was not satisfied with that answer. I did not want to wait. And so I clearly remember going up to my mom's belly and I asked, are you a boy or a girl? (laughs) And I clearly got the message, I'm a boy. And I, I didn't question it. I didn't say, oh, am I am I sure? Like, is that what was really said? Am I imagining it? Like, I didn't question it. I just told my mom, it's a boy. (laughs) Now she probably was questioning, is that real? But I knew in my heart, yes, that's, that's what I heard. That's what he told me. And sure enough, um, however much longer this was, a few weeks, a few months, um, I had a baby brother. Mm. And what that, I, I, I say this because for some people, it's not until later in life where they become open to healing modalities and different energies that are unseen. And so there might have been a curiosity when they were younger, um, an exploration, a connection that was shut down, that they might not even remember, that they might not even recall. And as they get older and start to learn more, Um, And this is what I've seen with the women that I work with. There's almost this feeling of, I feel like I know this from somewhere, but I don't know where, I don't know how. Um, And so what I, why I share this story is because it's innate to all of us. Um, I am not, um, you know, we are all special (laughs) in our own right. Um, Mm -hmm. However, at the same time. We all have this ability to open up to different ways of healing, of connecting. And so um, so that stayed with me. And as I got older, I just always felt really connected to unseen energy. Um, you know, if a grandparent passed or, or, or excuse me, if they were if they were ill, like, And there was a potential of them, you know, passing. Like I could tell before that moment, like I had a a feeling or I felt that they came to visit me um, before that happened. So there's always this connection, you know, a lot of deja vu moments, things like that. But uh, I also grew up in a home that that was not talked about. (laughs) Um, It was, uh, very based in what is seen, what is reality, what is, you know, present that we can see here. And now, um, but then when I was in my early 20s, I was exposed to my very first time that I just had this like monumental awakening to, wow, there's a whole nother community out there who's exploring, you know, the unseen was I had an opportunity to attend a healing touch facilitation, like practitioner training. And um, I worked with my college campus health center. And so through that, I connected to this really like new modality. It was a newer modality, you know, in my area, Um something that not a lot of people practiced. And it's very connected to Reiki, a lot of similar um you know, just looking at the chakra system, looking at the art the aura um, of of a person, looking at uh, different energy that a person has and how that can be impacted and actually how our energy impacts our physical health as well. And so when I was first training in this, I had a fellow, student laying on a table as we were practicing with one another. And I was guiding my hands over her body and not touching her physically, just really on the energy space, maybe about, oh, like two inches above. And I kept coming to her left knee. I said, oh, there's something there. There's something there. And I just like placed this in my mind. And when we were done with the session, I said to her, because at this time I was almost like afraid to say anything during the session, um, which now I would, I would immediately say, oh, you know what, what is here? (laughs) But I waited until the end and I asked her, what, is there something here with your knee? Because it feels really different. Like there, it almost feels like I can grab something she said, oh, well, actually I have like metal screws in my knee. I had knee surgery and I have metal screws in my knee. And this was this, there was this moment of almost like this surreal moment for myself where it both confirmed what I had felt yet at the same time opened up this whole different world of possibilities because if I can feel something outside the body that's present in the body, wow, like what are the possibilities and what more is there and what more is present that we don't really talk about that is um, possible. So just from that, then I explore different modalities such as uh, Reiki and yoga and um more recently EFT which is you know tapping and um well when I say recent that was still <laughs> quite a few years ago but this is I mean this is the world that I, I love exploring all these different tools because not everyone resonates with one way not everybody resonates with you know meditation I, I practiced Uh, sitting meditation at a Zen center where we would sit 20 to 30 minutes still in stillness, uh, no movement, no speaking, complete quiet. Um, And not everybody is willing (laughs) to sit their bottom on a cushion for 20 to 30 minutes. And that for some people feels like the most um, horrible thing ever (laughs) to do. And so how else can we incorporate though These ways of self healing. So, dance. So, I recently got certified in dance alchemy because this is like a very meditative state in which you are moving and dancing and flowing, and you're able to get into your body and you're also able to connect with, um, you know, different energies. And it's again very meditative, but it's not sitting in stillness. Because not everybody connects to that, so I wanted to be able to have almost like this beautiful, like if you think of Mary Pop, like Mary Poppins' bag, and she has like this this bag, and suddenly she starts pulling out like you know your typical like you know maybe some candy and maybe some uh, little like trinkets, and then she pulls out a lamp and she pulls out you know all these things out of her bag. Um, I kind of wanted to have Mary Poppins bag in which, oh, okay, this is what you resonate with. This is what you need. This is what might support you. Let me pull that out. (laughs) Let me see if this, you know, um, can support you. And so, um, so that essentially, uh, Mary is what I've been kind of, I don't know, on the journey and just been in love with, Finding all these different ways to promote healing and more fulfillment and um, and peace too, uh, peace within ourselves, peace within the home, peace within you know our global community.
0: So much, so much, and I see that a lot with um, those of us that are really anchored in and and claiming that for you too, to just restoring that highest vibration of love of self the compassion of self so that we can genuinely serve it to others but we do like to have a medicine bag or a mary poppins bag full of tools because you know we don't want to turn anyone away we want to be able to support the whole and it's fun to learn you know it's fun to to dabble in, especially when you were so awakened as a child as you said, and a lot of people were, were taught to have to put that away. A lot of medications and pharmacy, so many things came into our experience to, I believe, keep us from seeing our light and shining our light. And now that we have come to that place in life where there is a lot of light, it we can see it's radically shifting. Uh, I know in my experience, it's radically shifting. It's so rare that anybody walks walks into my, my auric field that isn't, isn't shining some kind of light of joy and peace that just needs a little more activation. And it's like all the right people show up for me is exactly what I just said, people. <laughs> all the right experiences show up for me. All the things that move toward me are a wholehearted yes because- I just, I, I just am. The light is here. The light is open. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I don't believe that we can experience too much of what life has to offer, and I don't believe that it makes us any different than anybody else. When we want to say, well, I want to try that, and I want to try that too, and I want to, I want to see how this feels. <laughs> just, it's more fun. Wouldn't you say, Marie? It's just a, you know, it's a funner way of living. And I know that, there's mm-hmm. that program, right. That says pick something. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say there's that program. <laughs> <laughs> right. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Actually, you know, just, just before we um connected today, I was Um, in tune with some another message. uh, And that said, one of the most limiting questions you can ask a child is what do they want to be when they grow up? Because they feel then all of a sudden, there is a box, there is a right and wrong answer that they have to limit themselves. And so I think even as you know, as we're adulting, um, there's this feeling that, um, you know, the world sometimes wants this limitation. And so as, you know, we shine our lights even more, sometimes it is, it is, oh, just the word that you used earlier, multifaceted comes to mind. Right. And so actually, you know, I I know that you're <laughs> interviewing me, but I'm hoping, Mary, because you had this brilliant, <laughs> you had this brilliant way of describing this multifaceted peace that we all have but it'd be okay because this just I feel is so perfect for the conversation right now we're talking about the like layers of our lives so. that's so fun
0: you're asking me to remember <laughs> it's just the funnest part Maria's asking me to remember something I said uh, about 15 minutes ago it's multifaceted. So in in repeating that, it's almost like, can I pull this back out? But um it's just like a, it's just like being open, letting all the windows of your life be open. Now I relate this in my life to not having boundaries. And I know that boundaries is a big word in business, it's a big word in life, it's a big word in traumatic healing. I understand the big word of boundaries. I'm not going to say that I like it and that might really dial you off. And I'm sorry that, that you might dial out, but um, it, it is. We're multifaceted. We have windows. Uh, and when we clean all these windows up, it's there's a brilliance in all of us. Every single one of our experiences is a window that our soul can eventually shine through And and we can just be this this multifaceted diamond. Um, You might also experience this as when you say, or if you're claiming anyone listening, that you're a multidimensional human being. You are. Every experience is the dimension of your life. And when you can clean these windows up and, and say, this is my life. These are my windows. This is my world. This is my brilliance, all of it. Right? The mucky ones, the murky ones, the muddy ones. We are really beaming, shining. And that I feel like is where I am in my life. I've cleaned all my, I can open all my windows, all my windows are clean. And I'm just experiencing this multi-faceted reality where every part of me, every part from the moment I can remember when I was eight, and the stars and the rainbows, and I just want to shine. Is, is part of that. It's part of me. And I, when I, it's all clear and I can open it all up. I don't know that that's exactly the way I say
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I love that. I just, I felt like that resonated so deeply with me. And so I really feel that as you describe that, I can see myself almost as this like diamond, as this crystal just glowing and from different directions and um you know supporting and you know shining and supporting others in the process because when we shine again it's not only us it's impacting it's connecting with so many others and so I love that I love that and I think too like with the boundaries <laughs> sometimes um, Yes, so, so sometimes, you know, the, the boundaries, we want to put up those boundaries and it feels safe. But also, I wonder, like, well, love, like, when we just are expressing ourselves and just so full of love and compassion, do we need the boundaries? Like, is that even necessary? Or do they just kind of dissipate? Because as we are shining, as we are just emanating that, you know, joy and the compassion and the love, um, you know, even when something that isn't, let's say, um, comfortable comes through, we see it differently. Mm -hmm. We don't have to see things as good and bad and right and wrong. We can see, well, wow, is there like, another, it's like the windows that you were describing. Like, is there something here that needs to be cleaned a little bit more? Is there, you know, some more light that needs to be shined over here? Um, and get curious. Like that's something that I found in my life just brings through so much healing. I truly is healing is getting curious about things. You know, if, I have three children. If my children are honestly, if they're just testing (laughs) my nerves, right? Which I don't even like to say that because it's not that they're doing it on purpose. They're just being kids. And some days I just, you know, need to take an extra breath. But at the same time, I can get curious about that and ask, okay, what is it that I truly need in this moment? What is it that they truly need in this moment? How can we connect? How can I get curious about the situation? How can I bring more compassion into the situation? Um, And so getting curious about what is needed and just asking, just asking and being gentle. It opens something new and suddenly the energy shifts. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like a whole new day has begun when I can slow down, take a breath, ask that question. And so whether that's with my children or you know, anyone that I'm working with or a partner, it's always getting curious um, that <laughs> it makes things just so much more smooth and joyful in the long run.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I just kept seeing it like getting out the
0: Windex and just getting the paper towel and and cleaning it off a bit and really looking Look at the change that's moving towards you. Look at the experience that's shifting before your eyes. You don't have to call it a challenge. You don't have to call it anything, just be curious. Look at the experience, be a witness to it. Wipe the window a little bit. What is it trying to teach me? not what it's not trying to do anything to us. What is it trying to show me? What are the children when they come up and they're in their most playful spirit and I'm wired for sound. Cause I was, I, I mean, I have two, they're much older now, but I was there when I was wired for sound. What were they really inviting me into get out of that, get, get to the playful mode. I, you know, what was really happening there. I remember uh, with my children to reflect back at that when we when I had started cleaning my windows and literally I sold my house and I moved from Virginia beach to new Orleans and resigned from corporate. And, you know, I really was cleaning the windows, uh, redesigning the house a bit too. <laughs> and, uh, I would still, everything had cha- changed, you know, my, my, my role, I was a brick and mortar now a gym owner, which didn't, was not invasive of my time in the way that corporate was, but I was still telling them when it was time to get in the car, I was still saying this thing, hurry up, we got to go, hurry up, we got to go. I was still wired into that until one day I just stopped in the middle of the living room floor. And I said, Mary, you don't have to go anywhere. Like, but it's like somebody poured the whole bottle of Windex on me. <laughs> but yeah, we have permission to do that. You know, it is what it is. But it does help that, like you said, when we shine our light to max capacity, we're just inviting others and giving others a, the extension to welcome to do do the same. And if we have boundaries up in front of that, it's diluted. And so guess what comes back? Delusion. Oops. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have to, at, at some time, we have to look at this. Like if I'm still in a place of, of not not letting it all shine then i'm still got my experience are still going to reflect back to me that there is some dilution and as much as we hate to think that it's always an inside job If somebody triggers you it's certainly not for you to get mad at them it's for you to say what okay why did that trigger me why am i feeling the way that i'm feeling it's got nothing to do with my external circumstances Uh, I would love to hear just a tidbit. I know that we are just, we could talk obviously for hours, everyone, as you can see. (laughs) Very true. Right. How your pivotal time, like really pivoting through these things. Cause I know you've had some experiences in your life that have asked you to use these modalities for yourself that have probably enlightened you to go experience another modality to get to a deeper level of your healed self. How was this relationally for you as you you really started to crack yourself open?
1: Hmm. Absolutely. So, hmm. So many pieces. <laughs> so many pieces. So many people that come to mind. Um. You know what I am feeling called to speak into right now is the. So I have, I have a book um, that I co-authored called Powerhouse Women, Survivor to Thriver. And in that book, I speak about um, a moment in my childhood, which is kind of a microcosm of a, a, m- the majority of my childhood, which was survival mode. And I... You know, even though I had these awarenesses, these awakenings as a child, um, my outside world was very chaotic, um, very dysfunctional in a lot of ways. Um, You know, growing up in poverty and a lot of um, trauma, a lot of childhood trauma, um, it was a lot to take on. It was a lot. And so I feel sometimes that it forced me in a way to either, okay, Marie, like you, I knew, I always knew that I did not want that same experience as an adult. As a child, you have more limited choices, but you can dream about the future and what's possible. So I would dream about what I wanted for myself. And I would tell myself, this isn't what I want. This is not the life that I'm going to be creating for myself. So even as a child, I was creating with my imagination, the life that I desired. And so um, within that book, I spoke about my father, who um, there was a lot of uh, domestic violence in my household. And in the um, piece that I wrote about, I tried running away from home. I was, I think, nine years old. And I made it as far as the back porch in our apartment. <laughs> and I had, like, my um, my backpack with my favorite Barbie doll and a couple snacks that, like, I tucked away from the kitchen. And, you know, I, I was ready, though, in a book. Like, I always love to read. So, of course, I had a book with me but I was ready to make my escape. And, you know, looking back in hindsight, no, I mean, the plan wasn't so great, but the intention was I no longer wanted to be in that dynamic. I not, I did not want to be uh, in that type of lifestyle. So in that, I had carried for years, years, this extreme resentment towards my father um a lot of anger a lot of hostility um so much so that i think that i had gone for 10 years of speaking to him one time and I wanted nothing to do with him so much so that I actually considered changing my last name because I didn't even want to be associated with him. So through my healing process though, there was a moment in which I felt this separation, this energetic separation of my holding on to what I was still angry about that little inner child. Who's just saying, you know, I just want to feel safe. I just want to feel safe. And all of a sudden, because I was doing the inner child work and I was parenting, I, me as my present self was reparenting my inner child I was able to feel that energetic release and separation in which he became his own person and was no longer responsible for, you know, essentially it, it, there was just this release of responsibility, but when that happened, it's not that, you know, he, oh, he's off the hook and whatever, you know, was done like, you know. It's, it's it's different, like it's a different mindset than like justice, for example. It was this pure release and acceptance that I am who I am and I can be in love with that. And I can feel so connected and so grateful for me. And I can also have compassion for him and I can see that he was not a healed person and a, you know, someone who's so unhealthy is not going to be able to, uh, you know, provide to someone else what they need, whether that's, uh, you know, a parent, a partner, so forth. Um, But I was able to have this completely different view of our relationship and let that go. And I felt like I was almost a brand new person. Like I had such this change. I felt so much lighter. I felt like the weight of the world was no longer on my shoulders. And interestingly enough, we recently reconnected and we, he, just broke down. And for like, he was asking for forgiveness Mm -hmm. for what happened, you know, just the way that he had just behaved and so forth. When I was a child, he had really accepted himself that he had made mistakes that he can't take back. Yet he wanted to know that even through that, like he always had this love. He just didn't know how to express it. He didn't know. And so, you know, it was just this beautiful way that we were able to heal separately and then also heal together. And if I had not done that work myself though, I wouldn't have been able to get to that place. I would still be holding on to this grudge against him and putting a lot of blame on him and being really oh, boundaries, that word comes up, having this cement wall, multiple cement walls of boundaries between him and I. Mm-hmm. However, I did the work. I did the work on me. I didn't ask him to change. I didn't ask him to do the work. I asked nothing of him. I had to go inward. I had to do it for myself. And I truly believe that because we are all interconnected, that when I am doing the work, that there's an energy shift that happens with anyone that I'm connected to, that supports the entire healing process of that, of those different dynamics. Um, so even when we, you know, we can never make someone else do something, <laughs> even, and even if we put that expectation on someone, if it is not genuine to where they are, to where they want to be, it's just very an unhealthy ask. But what we can ask is what can I do to heal within, to bring more light in, to bring in more forgiveness, more compassion for myself and others. And when I do that for myself, every time, every time I do that deep work, um, it just really creates more uplifting, positive, loving, healthy relationships in all areas of my life.
0: Yeah, I love it. and how you just brought all of that full circle and it's so true. It's not to ask anything outside of us, but to go in, to go in and clean our own windows really. And it allows people to see in and when they're seeing in, they realize, oh, I could go clean my windows too. And it becomes the ripple or wave in motion, I like to call it. Um, every every part of that, Marie, thank you for sharing all of that. Just the whole full circle of why it's important to shine our light. Why self-compassion and self-love is important, which is what you really hold the line for. And why? Because those two things are forgiveness in one. Self-love and self-compassion is, is that, The deepest level of forgiveness that we can can reach into. So, what a beautiful journey you've taken us on. Thank you. What's the easiest way, Marie, that people can get closer to you to to find their way into your um, crystal castle?
1: Oh, I love that. (laughs) If you saw my face, I did too. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, so, um, I actually have a little gift for your clients and for your listeners. And so, um, I am going to share a link with you, Mary, on how they can access it. Um, but if they go to, let me just make sure I have this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> website correct so goddess gift dot so again that's goddess gift dot dot co and there you will be able to access a special meditation sure. that i have for you that is all about connecting to your future self. And the reason that I like to do this is because the present moment is so essential. However, I've witnessed in my own life. And as I was saying before, when I was a child, I had to imagine the life that I desired in order to go there, (laughs) to start sending my energy there. Um, And so within this meditation, you'll have a chance to connect with your future self and you'll get some messages. The intention is that you'll get messages downloaded from uh, from your future self that you can use and put into motion within your present life today to get to where you desire.
0: What a yummy gift. And so it's goddess, G-O-D-D-E-S-S gift, G-I-F-T dot site, S-I-T-E, home, H-O-M-E dot C-O, everyone. I'm going to have that link in the comments, but I would go there right now. (laughs) If I were you, I would go there right now so you can activate This window of your soul that wants to support your vision of the future. I love this, Marie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Last question. My favorite one word of what it feels like that describes how it feels like for you, Marie, to lead in this age of love and truth and transformation.
1: Hmm, well, you know what, Mary, I had a word earlier, but it has transformed through our conversation. <laughs> and so at this very moment is crystalline. Mm. Crystalline. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that is my word today. So I just see all of this expanding and shining and all the colors the rays of colors um so that is my word so mary thank you so much for uh having me today i'm so honored to be with you and so grateful that uh you allow me to share these stories and you know openings with with everyone here
0: Yes. And I hope that I know that uh, for some of you, we have activated your multi-dimensional, multifaceted diamond life uh, that we all have. So thank you, Marie, for sharing all of you. Uh, Don't forget everyone to go grab Marie's gifts so that you can uh, jump into this place of really allowing yourself the fullness of compassion and love that you deserve. And to the audience, always thank you, thank you, thank you for listening until we get to meet in this beautiful and collective energy once again. I say keep shining your light, keep sharing your love and your truth and your wisdom with the world. Bye for now, everyone.